We'll go to the word of God. Let's turn to the book of Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. The book of Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. The Bible says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Praise God. With the help of the Lord, I'll share a message with the title, Stand Still and See the Salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Praise God. The longer one has been in this world and part of the world, the more difficult it is to be separated unto the Lord. That's why the Bible says we should train a child in the way the child should go. And when the child is old enough, the child will not depart from the ways of God. So the longer one is a part of the unsaved world, the more difficult it is to be separated unto the Lord. Uh, this was the major challenge that the children of Israel faced. Just think about it. The Bible records that the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt for 430 years. 430 years. That is a long time to be in Egypt. That is a long time to be with Pharaoh. That's a long time to be surrounded by idolatry and every evil that God hates. Let's turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 41. The book of Exodus, chapter 12, and verse 41. Exodus 12 and 41 says, And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the selfsame day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. So there it states clearly, 430 years, the children of Israel were in Egypt. Now, I first want to draw attention to something that may seem like it's, uh, it's on the periphery, it's not really central, but uh, I, I think there's a connection here. Just look at that number for a moment, 430. For some reason that is known only to God, 430 years is the number of permanent and irrevocable separation. Amen. That number in the Bible seems to be associated with permanent and irrevocable separation. There was a man in the book of Genesis whose name, chapter 10, Genesis 10, was Eber. 
Now, this name Eber meant the region beyond, the region beyond. And the Bible interestingly tells us that this man, Eber, lived for 430 years, the same number. And one of his sons was called Peleg, which meant division. For the Bible says, in his days, the earth was divided by the Lord. Isn't that interesting? Let's first read the scripture in the book of Genesis chapter 10 and verse 25. The book of Genesis chapter 10 and verse 25. Genesis chapter 10 and verse 25 says, And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided. And his brother's name was Joktan. Praise God. Let me attempt at a spiritual interpretation of this. You see, what all of this means is, it appears that God sets a time limit on his people's mixing and mingling with the ungodly forces of this world. Amen. Pharaoh was fanatically determined to enslave Israel, but God was and is always more determined than Pharaoh and the world to set his people free and separate them from this world. Somebody say, hallelujah. It took 430 years, but it appears that number is associated with division. God will divide his people from the world. No discussion. You may say, I'm struggling the world. Listen, God will bring an earthquake, a spiritual earthquake to divide us from the world. We don't belong to the world. We have, we have nothing to do with the world. The Bible says, if any man love this world, the love of the Father is not in him. He's an enemy of God. We cannot love this world, brothers and sisters. May God bring an earthquake to separate us. In the days of Eber, hallelujah. In the days of the man whose name meant it's time to go to the land beyond, hallelujah. God first has to make division. He divided Israel from Pharaoh through the Red Sea. I said earlier, God will always bring a division. If you're saying, I'm struggling with the world, we will pray today that God will bring a division. He will bring an earthquake. He will bring an earthquake in the days of Peleg. Hallelujah. He will separate us from the world permanently and irrevocably in Jesus' name. Ah, somebody shout amen. If you love holiness, shout amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We are not powerless. God didn't call us to struggle with the world. He has more power than anyone to separate us unto himself. Not by might, not by power. By my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Say he's able. He will separate us unto the beauty of holiness in Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring your earthquake, Jesus, in the days of Peleg. Hallelujah. Peleg means division. 
430 was the year of division. God said it's enough. Hallelujah, man. He knows how to bring an earthquake, a division in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm speaking today about standing still and see the salvation of the Lord. Is there somebody who's been struggling with the world for too long? Ah, <gasps> oh, Pharaoh, I left the world. The world has come. It's following me. Stand still in Jesus' name. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He knows how to separate us from the world. Be rest assured in Jesus' name. If you know that you love Jesus more than this world, if you are certain that you want to serve him and, and you don't love this world, but somehow the lure, the enticement of this world seems to bother you, today come and stand at the, the, the edge of the Red Sea in Jesus' name, the edge of the land of, of Egypt, hallelujah. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Jesus knows when we repent how to bring division with the world. Hallelujah. Come, Jesus. That is one division we welcome with all our hearts, minds, and souls in Jesus' name. A person who loves God is a person who will cry to be separated from the world. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. You cannot live in the world and live with Jesus. It's not possible. The two have nothing to do with each other. If you love the world, you can't love God. And if you love God, you can't love this world. He called us out of this world. That's the meaning of the word church. Ecclesia. Those who are called out of this world in Jesus' name. May the God of nature and the elements bring a mighty division in our lives in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is no blessing in flirting with the world. The Bible says that all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes and all these things, they're not of God. They're of the devil, they're of the flesh. Come out from among them, God's saying, and be ye separate, hallelujah. And touch not the unclean thing that he may receive us, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank God. He sets a limit on his people's mingling with the ungodly forces of this world. Satan has wanted to sift you as wheat, Peter. But I prayed for you, man, that your faith will not fail. Jesus sees the struggle. Jesus sees the struggle, the tug of war with the world. Jesus is fixing to make an earthquake happen. Hallelujah. Separate us once and for all from Egypt. And there will be no way back to Egypt, praise God. Hallelujah. God has shown us through the pages of the book of Exodus that no one, no one can be more determined to keep, to, to release the people of God than God. There's no one. Pharaoh tried to match the determination of God. God buried him in the Red Sea. Whoever will try to hold us back from going to the land beyond, the region beyond, Eber, hallelujah, God will bring a peleg, hallelujah, a division and separate us. We ought to rejoice, brothers and sisters. Don't get entrapped with the world and its nonsense. 
It's not worth it. We should rejoice every day that we are separated from the world. We should rejoice every day that nothing of this world takes a hold of us. In Jesus' name. The only sad thing with Lot's deliverance is when he was taken out of Sodom and Gomorrah, somehow, somehow the stench of Sodom and Gomorrah could still be uh, smelled on, on his garments. Somehow, spiritually speaking, I mean, physically, literally speaking, his two daughters were with him. You know, you can't leave this world uh, un unless God forces a division in Jesus' name. And God will. He forced Lot. The Bible said the angels grabbed his hands while he was hesitating and pulled him out. May God grab our hands and pull us out of this world in Jesus' name. Throw us out of Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God is more determined. When your sins want to gloat and tell you that you have no power over them, remind those sins. Tell them. Remember what happened to Pharaoh? No one is more determined than my God to deliver me. Praise God. Hallelujah. God has a message for this world that tries to hold the Christian in its bones, in its chains. And this is a message from the book of Exodus, chapter 4, verses 22 and 23. Exodus, chapter 4, verses 22 and 23. God says, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Praise God. This is what we should tell sin and the world. When sin troubles you, when sin begins to grab you by the collar, turn around and tell sin these very words. Israel, God says unto you, Israel is my firstborn. Use your name. Say, thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Ashebir, Angela, hallelujah. Asmerit is my firstborn. I say unto you, <laughs> tell that to sin. Let my son go, that he may serve me. If thou refuse to let him go. Listen, God is serious with sin. God is serious with the world. And when God threatens God's threats are not empty. These were the best. This was the best advice. The most friendly advice that Pharaoh could receive from God. The biggest mistake was to ignore these words. And he was buried in the Red Sea. It's dangerous not to take the threats of God seriously. We need to tell sin. Tell the world. Tell your problem. Listen. I have friendly advice for you. You better back off. Because the God who called me, he's determined. He will do anything for me to be born again of the water and the spirit. He will do anything for me to follow him. When Jesus told the 12 apostles, follow me, he met them one by one. He gave them a personal invitation. 
Was there any force in this world that could stop them from following Jesus? Not the fishing business. Not the tax collecting business. Not even the business of fanaticism and assassinating Romans. Simon Zelotes left that business to join Jesus. When Jesus calls, nothing, nothing, say nothing can stop me. Not Islam, not Orthodox Christianity, not atheism. Nothing will stop me from following Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. No force in the world, no nuclear weapon. Praise God. This is the God who called you to serve him. Amen. Rest assured he is able. He is able to save you to the uttermost. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is able. He is determined to save me. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Said Moses. Stand still. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now I want you to imagine. All the sights. And the sounds the children of Israel were accustomed to in the land of Egypt. For 430 years, they awoke to the shrill orders of the taskmasters. They were surrounded by idols depicting the countless gods and goddesses of the Egyptians. Through physical and psychological abuse, they were dehumanized. They were left unable to remember their identity as the children of promise. And when the long day of abuse was over, they barely had enough energy to crawl into their mud huts and enjoy the few hours of oblivion that is and escape that sleep offers. Only to wake up to the same accursed rhythm. Day by day, day by grinding day. What a horrible existence. This is what sin wants to do to us, brothers and sisters. No one in his right mind wants to go back to Egypt. That's the life they wanted to go back to. Can you imagine? But thank God. Thank God. The year 430 came on the calendar of slavery. Ha! Ah, the year of division. The year of separation. Praise God. If you are struggling with some sin, listen to me in Jesus' name. God has not forgotten. Soon on your calendar, the year 430 will appear. The year of separation. The year of division, the year of peleg, the year, hallelujah, when God will say, come out from among them, come out from Babylon, praise God. And you will receive supernatural power to say no to your sins in Jesus' name. Take your hands off me in Jesus' name. For he whom the sun sets free is free indeed, praise God. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Do you love holiness? If you love Jesus, you love holiness. If you love holiness, you hate sin. We don't glorify sin. We don't want to know 
what the works of evil and darkness have to do. We want to talk about the beauty of holiness. We want to talk about purity, cleanliness. We want to feel him who said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Hallelujah. That's our desire. We are the children of the light. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God that he will not tolerate the enslavement of his people. Amen. Who here wants to live a holy life in sweet fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ? Who here wants to observe the commandment which says in 1 Peter 1.15, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all man of conversation. 1 Peter 1.15 but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Praise God. You may feel the forces of Satan and the world. You may know they are inextricably welded together with your life. You may feel that. But God will cause a division, an earthquake in the days of Peleg. May this be the year of Peleg in our lives in Jesus' name. May this be the year of the division. Praise Every day we need to experience Peleg, the day of division. Ah, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Why don't we pray for a moment and say, Lord, separate me from sin again. Some, some, of, some of us may not even know that we have gone back to Egypt. To some degree. Maybe we haven't gone to. To Pharaoh's palace and throne. But maybe we are on the borders of. We are lingering around the borders of Egypt. Why don't we pray Jesus. Cause an earthquake again. Divide the Red Sea again Jesus. Close the door back to Egypt in Jesus. Let's pray Lord Jesus. We feel the power of this message today. You have a burden, you have a passion to separate your people from the world in order for us to fully appreciate the length and the breadth and the height and the depth of your mercy, your glory, your, your grace. We must be separated from the world. But Lord, these days the world seems to be everywhere. The world seems to be expanding its territory like never before. It's like like the sea that has risen and threatens to overflow its boundaries. It's everywhere. It's in our homes. It's, it's in every room. Jesus, cause an earthquake in our lives in Jesus' name. Cause a plague, a division, praise God. Divide the Red Sea once again and make it impossible for your people to go back to Egypt in Jesus' name we pray. The church says, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you love holiness, you will cry for separation. You will plead for a division with the world. Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Let's read it again. We started with this verse initially. Let's read it once again. Exodus 14 and verse 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, 
which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Praise God. Amen. Beautiful words. Confident words. Words which promise so much. You see, when one has been a slave to sin for so long, 430 years, there is an abiding suspicion of salvation. When God begins to separate from the world, he has to convince both Pharaoh and his people about his determination to separate us and the benefits of salvation. Let me repeat that again. When God begins to separate from the world, he has to convince both Pharaoh and his people about his determination to separate us and the benefits of salvation. Amen. There are two parties involved here. One is the oppressor and the other is the oppressed. And God has to convince both that he's determined to effectuate a separation. Did you know that God mentioned four times that he would lead them to the land flowing with milk and honey? Four times. Because he was so determined. Because his promises are yea and amen. In the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. We can read in Exodus 3 verse 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and large. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Separation unto holiness is always accompanied by knowledge and faith in the promise of the benefits of salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, God was repeating to the children of Israel that he's taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey. You see, when God will deliver, he doesn't deliver to cast us into a new problem. He doesn't deliver us unto oppression. He doesn't deliver us from one oppression to throw us into another oppression. He won't take us out of sin and put us into sin again. The children of Israel were not supposed to roam the desert for 40 years. They could have within a few days enjoyed the land flowing with milk and honey. That's the desire of God. When Jesus saves us, he doesn't say, wait for 40 years and then you will be able to enjoy the fruit of the spirit, love, peace, joy, etc. No. It's supposed to happen immediately when you receive salvation in Jesus' name. His promises are yea and amen, and they are for now. They are for today. They are for right now. The Ethiopian eunuch was baptized, and the Bible says he went rejoicing. Rejoicing. Hallelujah. God never saves us unto depression and sadness, but they should be rejoicing. 
there should be immediate, palpable, and tangible benefits of salvation in Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Now note that even after 10 mighty plagues upon Egypt and Pharaoh, the children of Israel were not convinced of God's ability to separate them once and for all from their former master. After 10 plagues and seeing the incontrovertible power of God, they still were skeptical. That's why I said, the longer a person is in the world, the more difficult it becomes to sometimes believe the promises of God. But thank God he is patient. Thank God he is more determined than Pharaoh. God is more determined than 430 years. What is a thousand years in his sight? It's like an evening gone. That was like less than half a day for God. He's determined to separate us. Separate us, Jesus, from sin. Let it have no claim upon our lives in Jesus' name. I thank God for the soul-comforting words of the writer of the book of Hebrews. Let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 7 and verse 25. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. Hebrews 7 and 25 says, Wherefore, he is able. Can we all say he is able? God is able. Also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. I love those words. To what degree does Jesus save us? How far? Let us say to the uttermost. Do you know salvation has the uttermost in it? See, I want to go all the way. I want to go all the way. I don't want to go 10 plagues away. I want to go beyond the Red Sea and I want to go beyond the great and terrible wilderness. I want to go all the way into the land that flows with milk and honey. Praise God. That's how far I want to, I want to go spiritually speaking. I don't just want to be delivered from the Amalekites. I just don't want to be delivered from the seven tribes in the land of Ken. I want to go all the way, all the way to heaven. Praise God. Amen. You know, the most dramatic and frightening time in the 430 years of the bondage of the children of Israel was actually when they were squeezed between the forces of the Red Sea and Pharaoh behind. That was the most dramatic moment. You can't even compare the, you know, 10 plagues or anything. Nothing came close. For the first time, the entire forces of Pharaoh stood a few meters ahead of facing the children of Israel. They were all pinned between the desert and the Red Sea. You see, let me tell you one thing. Just at the moment when God is going to separate us forever, that is the moment of the greatest disturbance and challenges and fear. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 
Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Ah, sometimes the scariest moment in your walk is the moment when God will deliver you forever. Praise Jesus. Hmm. Praise Jesus. What a scary moment. The moment before the earthquake strikes. There can be fear. Great fear. But you see, God promised in the book of Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 9. I'm speaking to somebody who may be struggling with some sin and you're about to give up. Or you already given up and you said, I, I, I'm, I'll go back to Egypt. Listen, listen, before you go back to Egypt. Listen, before you make up your mind. Before you tell Aaron to build you a golden calf and go before you back to Egypt. Listen, before you go that far. Isaiah 69, 66 and verse 9 says, Shall I bring to the birth? Listen, shall I bring to the birth? And not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord. Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith the Lord. Hmm, praise God. Beautiful words. Who is bringing to birth? We speak about the new birth. Let's all say Jesus. I am here to tell you Jesus has never had an abortion. Jesus has never had a child born still. Born dead. Never. All his children are born healthy. Rejoicing. Speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. No abortions. In the birth clinic of Jesus. If you will. Praise God. Oh hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. When Jesus brings to birth. When the nine months of pregnancy are over. The child, children of Jesus will always be born healthy. Hallelujah. Jesus needs no midwife. Jesus, there are no complications in the birth process of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are born again of the water and the spirit, born of him. We are born of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. This message is for somebody who may have been brought to the edge of the Red Sea. God wants to separate you once and for all from the sin that has cleaved to you like a leech and tormented you. Note the mercy of the Lord in that he did not permit the children of Israel to have even eye contact with the Egyptians. Did you know that? God will not allow your oppressor to oppress you with his physical presence. No. The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 14 verses 19 and 20. Exodus 14 verses 19 and 20. And the angel of the Lord, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face. And stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians. And the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud. And darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these. So that the one came not near the other all the night. Praise God. 
You see, the Lord Jesus will stand between your sinful past and your glorious future so that the two will not even see each other. Hallelujah, praise God. Amen. Did you know that Pharaoh couldn't even see the children of Israel? Because God's angels came between the two. It's like God pushed him back. Get back. Get back, Pharaoh. There was only darkness. He couldn't see where the children of Israel. When sin will begin to threaten you and trouble you, God will put his spirit between you and sin in Jesus. He won't allow sin to look you in the eyes in Jesus. God knows how to deal with the oppressor. He knows how to take on the bully. He knows how to constrain and restrain Satan in Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of the world. Don't be afraid of Satan. Don't be afraid of sin. Jesus will come between. Jesus will come between. Hallelujah. Jesus will come between. The slave master will be unable to find us because the Lord will cause a cloud of darkness to envelop him. Amen. In the book of Psalm chapter 91 and verse 4, Psalm 91 and verse 4, Psalm 91 and verse 4 says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. I know what is covering me. I know what is covering you. The feathers of God. The wings of Jesus. Does your past torment you? Well, come and seek refuge under the wings of the Almighty. Come and seek refuge under the wings of the Almighty. Praise God. The Lord Jesus has been planning and guiding our deliverance from sin from the foundation of the earth. Let me remind you. It was not a new idea. That he chanced upon. He'd been planning and guiding on deliverance from the foundations of the earth. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 20 says. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. But was manifest in these last times for you. Amen. God planned to deliver the children of Israel a long, long, long time before that point. It's not like he was going to now wonder what, what he is going to do when Pharaoh had pinned Israel at the edge of the Red Sea. No. God had determined a long time ago to deliver them. Our salvation was foreordained, brothers and sisters. Sin will not pull us back. Sin will not have dominion over us in Jesus' name. So now when he has brought us to the edge of the Red Sea, we ought not to panic. But we ought to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. 
when the earthquake struck in the days of Peleg, it must have initially been terrible. No earthquake is pretty to behold in the beginning. Trees and vegetation are ripped up. The earth convulses with landslides and tsunamis. But once this is over, we see beautiful islands emerging, beautiful canyons and mountains crazy. All these beautiful features of the earth did not come about peacefully. They came about through turbulence in the earth's core and surface. Do you want to see the beauty of holiness? Then expect God to cause some turbulence, some earthquakes, some division, some shaking. Hallelujah, praise God. So that we will later enjoy the beauty of holiness. Stand still and see the salvation of them. Amen. It takes violence to have beautiful mountains, volcanoes, islands. All came about through violence. It took violence upon Jesus for us to experience the beauty of salvation. Violence was visited upon our Lord Jesus so that we can enjoy the beauty of holiness. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I wish he didn't have to suffer violence. His visage, his face was marred beyond other people's violence. Why? So that today we can pray in the Holy Ghost and tongues and feel the beauty of holiness. That is what the violence causes. That is what the earthquake causes. Separation and holiness. Holiness unto the Lord. Praise God. Division and separation from the world can be very painful and turbulent. But only then will we understand and see the beauty of holiness. First Chronicles 16 and verse 29 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Once we have left this Egypt of sin, all we have to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. It was divine intervention that freed Israel from Egypt. And it took divine intervention for Israel to leave Egypt and enter the promised land. Praise God. We have to understand, God is a God of divine intervention. If necessary, he will use violence for the purpose of setting us free and keeping us free. I don't need to remind you that even, perhaps even right now, there is violence in the spiritual realms. The angels of God are fighting with the demonic forces. God is fighting for us all the way till we enter heaven. He didn't just fight with Pharaoh in Egypt. 
He fought with the Amalekites in the desert. He fought, he fought, he fought. God will fight our battles until we come into heaven in Jesus. We have a God who is determined. Say he's determined. That's why you should strengthen the feeble knees. That's why you should say amen and hallelujah and keep moving because God is fighting for you. The angels are fighting for you in Jesus' name. We have to make it to heaven. We have to fight everything on this earth in Jesus' name. The battle is holy. You say, oh, it's painful. Yes, but this is a worthy battle. This is a noble battle. Do not shirk away from this battle. Strengthen the feeble knees. Go back upon your knees. Hallelujah. Open your Bible again in Jesus' name. Call on the name of Jesus again. Praise God. Because he's not finished. He's still fighting. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, we need to note the wisdom of God in conclusion. The wisdom of God is amazing. He deliberately chose to take the children of Israel through the Red Sea. Do you know why? Because when he closed up the Red Sea after they crossed, two million Israelites would not be able to return to Egypt the same way. They just want enough boats to transport such a multitude. It would be chaos. How do you transport two million people back again? <laughs> These guys were just living an illusion. Let's go back to Egypt. Really? Who's going to open the Red Sea for you? Baal is going to open the Red Sea for you? Aaron is going to open the Red Sea for you? <laughs> no, no, no. Only God, the God of Moses, can open the Red Sea. You don't have the staff of Moses. You don't have the God of Moses. You can't open the Red Sea. There's no way back. Hallelujah. That's when you sing the song, No turning back, no turning back. Hallelujah. I have decided to follow Jesus. This was literally no turning back. There are no boats there to take two million people back. God is wise. God knows how to burn the bridges. Praise God. Amen. May the Lord Jesus permanently close the route back to our sinful past. May we not even know which way to go back. May the people we used to do bad things with say, Hey, uh, who are you? I'm oh, sorry, you don't belong here. Amen. <laughs> May God close the way back. To send in the world. May God bless you. This message was also for the saints. Who are struggling with sin. That appears to be keep bringing you back to the edge of the Red Sea. I want to leave you with one scripture to encourage you. The book of Proverbs 24 verse 16. The book of Proverbs 24 16 says. For a just man falleth seven times. And rise it up again. Praise God. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Amen. You are justified. 
through Jesus. You're justified by believing God is one. This one God was manifested in the flesh. That he died on the cross for our sins, rose up the third day. Is returning to take his church back to heaven with him. And he commands us to repent according to Acts 2.38. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, be baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with the Holy Ghost and live a holy life. If you believe in it and you are doing your best to obey, then you are just in the eyes of God. And the Bible says, a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. The wicked shall fall into mischief. Stand up again and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus bless you. Why don't we bow our heads on our knees. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this message. We are today at the Red Sea once again, Jesus. Because the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. I'm crucified daily. We repent daily. Once again, we see behind us fail with all his threats, with all his regalia and panaphernalia. Ahead of us, we see the promises of God. Cause the division, Lord. It's the year of division. It's the year 430 in your calendar. It is the year of Peleg. Divide, Jesus. And let us know more. Know which way is the way back to Egypt. We want to be with Moses. We want to be with Elijah. We want to be with Peter, James and John. With Paul, hallelujah and Silas. Jesus bless your people today with this message. I pray if there's anyone who's struggling with sin. If the forces of the world are threatening to drag them back to Egypt. Cause an earthquake today. In Jesus name. Separate your people. Once and for all. I call on the name of the God of the apostles. Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Stretch forth your hand upon these waters and divide them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Separate your people. Let there be no one yoked together, unequally yoked together with the world. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. For there is nothing that Baal has in common with the church. Oh, Jesus, we bless you. We know that it costs something to enjoy the beauty of holiness. Amen. It needs us to turn our backs upon sin. It needs us to believe that God is able, able to separate us forcefully from Pharaoh. In the name of Jesus, I pray all of this. And the church says, Amen. 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 Praise God. God bless you abundantly. Hallelujah. May the God who has the power to separate us from sin, the God who is able to deliver from the power of unclean spirits, the God who is able to separate us violently from Pharaoh, may he keep you separated. May you live in the land of holiness. May you experience showers of holiness each and every day. May you eat of the land of the produce of holiness and the waters of holiness. Oh, praise God. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name.